Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here to, to talk to you today about, of course, our favorite topic, relationships. Um, I run a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. I do everything from public speaking to individual group therapy, family therapy, couple therapy, and organizational work. And my background is in corporate America. And here at Noel and Associates, I focus on life, co- life coaching, career <laughs> counseling, and mock interviews. All right, good stuff. You know, today we want to talk about boundaries with children. And um, I'm talking about children from zero to 150. So if you've got kids out there, whether they're children um, like under 18 or adults over 18, we, we want to talk about how much information you give your children about your life on a daily basis, meaning how much income you have, have coming in, what's happening with you and your spouse, are you dating, are you not dating, um, childhood issues, have you ever been traumatized, what's going on with you and your sister, what your plans are. How much information do do you give your kids about the daily life that you're living? That's a, this is a great one because you know as parents, you know, it's it's always up for grabs at time where you go, right? And it's good to have the type of conversation so you know how much information you can give kids because sometimes you don't know. Like you said, and you know what? I want to be transparent because that's a popular word right now. Being transparent, be have transparency. So you want to you know be open to your kids and stuff like that. But again, they are children; they're not your equals. Okay, and um, you are the parent, so you need to maintain that type of relationship. Even though you know you're quote unquote friends, stuff like that, you are still the parent, and you don't want to cross the line, cross that boundary. So you still want to always have the guidance, the leadership, uh, the mentoring of the child. Okay, and like you mentioned, no matter how old the uh, how old the child is, you're always going to be in that capacity. It may change somewhat obviously as they get older, but guess what? Mom is still mom, and dad is still dad at the end of the day. Absolutely. And one of the things I think, um, let me let me talk a little bit about why this topic is of, of importance, because there's a lot of changing views on how to manage a child's information pathway. In other words, should you be a kid's friend and talk to them like you're equal, or should you be the authority figure and say things like, hey, that's mom and dad's decision, or that's something mom's doing, you're a kid, I'm an adult, and this is how I'm going to manage it. And do you want your kids to like you for the short term or do you want – and that's in for the short term. Do you want to be the cool parent? There's always one parent in the neighborhood who the, the kids would come over and drink at their house, the kids come over and party at their oh, house. Your mom's awesome. She has, like, no boundaries. You can do whatever. You're willing to go to your house and have a whole bunch of stuff, do stuff we're not supposed to do because we're under 18 years old, and it's going to be a blast. And then when you see the effect of that, you know, can be years later – as the person is struggling in life because, guess what, they had no guidance. They didn't have an understanding of authority, and they're running into problems. But guess what? Then he's like, well, you know what, how come mom, how come dad, how come you didn't tell me, how come you didn't direct me, how come you didn't teach me about uh, uh, authority and how to respect my authority, respect my elders, and now I'm running into issues and I don't know how to handle it. Absolutely, and it can be tempting sometimes to give your children information that they don't need because you think it's going to help them. So, for example, you know, I have a lot of a lot of people that I, you know, I'm giving my kids the stuff that I never had. Okay, yes, yes. And my parents never gave me information about finances, and so that's why my finances are messed up today. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell my kids, we're having trouble managing the checkbook, so, Billy, you can't get that today. Or I'm going to give my six-year-old a 
spending account, I mean, I've had people actually say this to me so that they can have access to to fund it so they never feel a certain way. And so today we we just kind of want to help get you on the pathway of establishing the clear and appropriate boundaries in your house and how that can be effective for you and your kids, whether they're 6 or 16. Like we always say, these are recommendations, you know, just some general information out there. We're putting out there. Everybody's situation is different. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Okay, we're putting the information out there. But, again, everybody's situation is specifically different. So you've got to make the decision for your whole household. Guess what? Because you're in charge of your household. We are not in charge of your household. Absolutely. So what are boundaries? Boundaries are the things that you set in place, the rules, the commandments, the protocols, the things that you have in place with your relationships that help um, establish the authority and the communication between two parties or two or more parties, whoever those parties may be. Right. It helps the children what's what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, what they can do, what they should not do. It gives them guidance in, in, uh, in look, again, boundaries, gives them guidance of which direction they should go. So you know what? This is crossing the line. I should not say this. I should not do this. Why? Because mom and dad would not like this. Absolutely. This is the framework in which to operate in. And, and let me just say this. I have people that come in at 40 and 50 years old that still honor the boundaries and protocols that their parents set in place, and it's yes. working for them. Absolutely. And I also have people that are honoring the boundaries and things that their parents put in place, and it's not working for them. Okay. So I do want you to know that boundaries and protocols to your children and your relationships with the people that you have guardianship over um, is fluid, and it may change. It may change over time. So what you allow your 4-year-old to do, you may not allow your 20-year-old to do or vice versa. And what you do with your 60-year-old, like if you're 80 and your kids are 60, <laughs> and you, right, it may be a little different. Um, but one of the things I want to be really careful with is that when we talk about boundaries with children is that we do not give our children our emotional baggage. Okay. So one of the things I want to be careful that parents are doing is that you're not saying to to Billy, I'm getting you the things that I never had. You had better be grateful. That, uh oh, there's no, it's like a little kid, you're like, my eyes open, like, okay, this sounds scary. Right, right. But even for a 16-year-old, I don't think a lot of kids understand that your past has a meaning for them. Right, like, that's great, you know, keep that to you, but, you know, on me now, and, uh, like, don't push that off on me. Okay. All the... The, the hurt feelings that you experience, I don't want to experience those same things. So, you know, don't shut them on me. Absolutely. So I'll give you an example. Um, for example, I have people that I, I've, I've worked with and I know that will say things like, I don't let the kids talk to Uncle Bob, and my kids ask me why. So I just told them, Uncle Bob is a thief, a liar, a crackhead. I mean, they go down a long list of, of things, and your five-year-old may not get it but your 16-year-old might. So don't put your emotional baggage on your children, but give them the information that they're able to understand and bear. Based on the age. and Based on their age and their understanding. Another thing that's really important is what are your core values? A lot of times the boundaries, um, what works in my house may not work for you. So, one, establish, you know, where you're trying to go with your boundaries, that they're not, you're not putting your old emotional stuff on your kids. And then the, the, the next thing is making sure... Mm-hmm. Oh, to me, I would say your core values. Yes. Understanding your core values. For your for your household or for your family, the kids need to understand what are the core values that we hold dear in this family. Absolutely. You know, it could be, you know what, we, 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 have, we value honesty. You know, we always tell the truth. It may be hard to hear and stuff like that. You know, if you did something, I want to know. I need you to tell mom and dad the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right or wrong, you, you did it, I want to know. Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, you know, I don't no stealing. You know, absolutely no stealing. Um, you know, you have to respect your mother and your father. Your mother mm-hmm. and father tell you something, you need to obey it. Mm-hmm. It could be extended to, you know, grandma and grandpa, they tell you something to do. If they're watching over you or auntie and uncle, they're, 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 whoever they're watching you or whoever we're putting in trust to watch over you while we're out or whatever the case may be, you need to obey them. You need to listen to your teacher, okay? Whatever these core values are for you and your household, they need to understand that, oh, this is how it works in our own. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing about core values are they have to be the types of things that you you have to be able to talk about your core values with your. So I'll give you an example. If if you are uh, dating, and let's say you're 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 a widow, or you're divorced, or whatever, and started dating, and your kids say, "Mom, I want to know if you're dating and if you're having sex and who it is." I mean, because kids. Sometimes they'll ask, they'll put your limits and they press your your boundaries. One of the things that you can do is establish whether or not your kids get to make the decisions. Is one of your core values that my kids' opinions count? Is one of your core values that we open up and tell each other everything? Is is it a two-way highway where you both talk about things like your girlfriend? Or is it a one-way street where you hear and they listen? I mean, like, what what is the core value that you have in those cases? And be consistent with that so kids know how to operate with you. You know, one at one point, you know, you're going to be totally transparent. The next one, you're not going to share information. The next one, you want them to uh, to tell you all details. The next one, you don't want them to tell you want them to tell you details. So kind of be consistent. So whatever it is, hey, this is the way it's going to be, and stick with that and be consistent. So kids operate better under consistency versus inconsistency. Well, people people Everybody operate right. better under overall. Now, there's some people that maybe consistency is boring for them, but that's like one out of a million. Most people need to know that they can expect, oh, if I do the wrong thing and I tell my mother, she'll listen. Right. Not, I don't know if I'm going to get happy mom or sad mom today, so I'm not sure if I'm going to say anything. Those aren't the kinds of things that kids are, are often able to handle or take. Absolutely, absolutely. Another big one is safety, in terms of kids from safety. Um, boundaries from, from a safety standpoint, you know, you never open, especially for little kids, you never open the door. And I don't care who's knocking on the door. You know, you wait till mom and dad open the door. You never open mm-hmm. the front door. They didn't establish things like that nature. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to strangers. You know, however, however you're managing in a household, how you interact with strangers, people you don't know, okay? People, you know, talking about private areas, getting me riled with kids about that. Hey, if anybody talks, talks about something you that's something there, you need to tell mom and dad right away. You know, these are these are private areas. No one should be doing touching you here and things of that nature. Letting kids know that, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, another area of safety is um, how much access you let your kids have to your your Facebook, your Twitter, your, yes. you know, all of the information sources that, that we made. I was going through my Facebook yesterday, and there was a video on it, and it came down like in seconds. But somebody posted a video, and it was like nakedness in it, and my daughter's looking through my phone. Oh. And she said, Mommy, what's that? Don't. You know, and so, you know, I, I said, uh-oh, I need to be making sure that my boundary about how much access she has to my social media because we're different ages is appropriate. Absolutely. That's a great point. And safety is about emotional safety as well as physical safety. So if there's a divorce happening, how much information do you give? What are your boundaries about that? And, and a lot of people go, well, that's you know why I always tell my kids the truth. I, I want to be transparent with them. And I agree that transparency is, is a very good thing to have. But it's about the amount of transparency you give to a child and the amount of information you let them have. Because you don't want them freaking out. It's like, okay, mom, dad, I'll be able to get a divorce. It'll be rough. Like, 
you know, as a, as a kid, am I going to have a place to live? What's going on? I don't, I don't understand what's happening. So the child doesn't feel safe, right, during that situation when it's, it's too emotional versus trying to explain, hey, um, you're going to be staying with my mom, you know, daddy's going to be gone for a little, gone, gone for a while, or mom's going to be gone for a while, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and try to keep it as simple as possible for them. Understand that, you know, hey, you're not going to see the person every day. They understand that, but not the same family is, is, is going to be in, in turmoil. We don't know what's going on. You know, we're going to be on the street. We don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know where you're going to be going to school. We're like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. And again, the kid is freaking out. Well, even you want things to like protect them emotionally. Absolutely, and you don't tell kids things like, uh, "Daddy cheated with Susie Snowflake, who lives at one two three Stupid Street." Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to be careful that that in your truth, you don't give information that could be emotionally and physically damaging to you. Yes, one thing I have is a big one is understanding that mommy and daddy's friends are not necessarily not your friends. Okay, so if mommy and daddy has company or work with people. You need to address mommy and daddy's friends as, you know, Mrs. Uh, Cynthia, Mr. Thomas. If that's important if to that's you. If that's important. I'm saying, right. I'm, I'm saying for me, and I guess you take it for what you will, yeah, so, but having that boundary that they're not coming up to your adult friends and treating them like they're their friends. Because mm-hmm. when what? They can say something that's inappropriate. Like they, they talk to their little friend on the playground, you don't talk to an adult like that or hit an adult like that. Oh, it's going to, bam, I'm going to, I may mm-hmm. be playing tag on the playground and slap a kid, you know, until kids are kids, they may slap each other, play around like that. They're not going to do that when an adult comes around it, and then they're doing that to your friend. Absolutely. Hey, you know what, you know, this is mommy and daddy's friends. These are not your friends. So, you know, they need to be addressed verbally, appropriately. Sure, Mrs. So-and-so, you know, by, you can say by, you know, Mr. Uh, Russell, by first name, or by last, however you try to do it for your household, but some kind of distinguishing that these are mommy and daddy's friends, not your friends. Absolutely. And then also, you know, the physical interact with that. You know what? If you're not hitting them, smacking them around, playing, you know, inappropriate tag and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to go jump on you. Wait, oh, no, wait, just slow down. Right. You know? Well, I guess one of the most important things, that, well, not everything's the most important thing, but another thing to remember is the boundaries that you're giving your children now will help shape who they become when they grow up. Yes, absolutely. And also, you know, and, and that's a, that. let me just bring up another point. If you've given your kids some wrong boundaries, because this happens a lot too, you, you start off giving your kids, maybe maybe you're, you and dad, um, you have your first child, and you're not really sure how much information to give or not give a kid. Right. So you give them lots of information. And then they begin to act as your equal, and you need to adjust fire, so to speak, as they get older. Then it's okay to reestablish those boundaries, to reset them up, to say, okay, mom and dad, you know, we, we might have given you more information than you needed, and we're going to have to pull back some of the information that you need. So in other words, if you use your kid as a therapist, as a mediator, as your banker, as you know, you just let them hear every single conversation you have, and you later find out for, through their behavior that that's not something that they were able to handle or you don't like the results that you got from allowing them to know everything, it's okay to pull back those boundaries and reestablish. Well, now, let me go to a couple of different scenarios to get your opinions on it in terms of the type of conversations and level of appropriateness. And you can jump in with the different ages that you seem appropriate based on the children from an example standpoint. But let's start with dating. Dating changes or considering someone to date. How would you involve children in that um, or the lack thereof in getting them involved in that? What are your thoughts about getting children involved in dating? 
Let me say this. Again, it goes back to each individual's core values, but I don't, I really have not seen it work when kids are involved too heavily in each and every dating situation. And that's at any age. That's if the kids are newborn to the kids being 40 years old. The best time, it's not an age-appropriate thing, it's a time-appropriate thing. The best time to introduce your kids to the concept of your dating is if you're dating someone that's serious. Okay. And, and you get to define, define whatever serious is. But you're dating someone serious and you believe that this person is going to be a long-term fixture in their life. Then we can talk about introducing a process of how to let a child or, or adult child or – because there's even adults that come in whose parents are dating and it's freaking them out that their mom and dad are dating, you know. So once you're going to be serious about somebody, then you establish age-appropriate interactions with them and you talk about, hey – Mom or dad is dating now, and this is what it looks like, and this is how I want you to be involved. Okay. How about, okay, good. How about families uh, going through financial stress, financial problems at the time? How, do, how much uh, do you get kids involved in that? Now, to me, this is one that you don't get kids involved in. I do think that you should teach your children money management because that's a skill that they're going to need as they grow. Okay. I do think you should tell your children, um, you know, yes or no, I'm going to get you something. Yes or no, that's something that's within our budget. But I don't think sitting everybody down, and and I've had Mm -hmm. families do this. They sit everybody down and they say, mom and dad are bankrupt, and uh, we're not going to be able to buy the things that we used to buy before. And even though on the surface that sounds very good, and let me say, in some cases that, that does make sense. But in most cases, children cannot handle the financial stress that an adult can handle. Adults can barely handle it. So I think involving kids in finances is more about teaching your kids how to appropriately manage, maybe teaching them how to have a check-in account. Like right now our daughter has a cash register at home, and I'm teaching her how to count money. But I would never presume to tell her whether or not mommy and daddy are paying mortgage, how much they're paying, if they can or if they cannot, because she's just not at an age to metabolize that. So each person has to look individually at their families and know what's right for them. But let me say this. It's up to you if you introduce the idea or not. But know that when you introduce the idea, the floodgates are now open for kids to test the limits that you have and ask you all the information that they want to, and you have to be prepared to give or not give that information. So let me ask you this. If you have a child, so, you know, a child is used to a certain lifestyle, being involved with certain activities, um, I mean, a certain allowance um, every week, every month, whatever the case be, and then maybe mom or dad got laid off or uh, whatever the case may be, struggling, out of work because of disability or something like that, and now sort of all the finances aren't the same as they used to, and they're going to need to find themselves having to cut back on something, cut back on some of the lifestyle that the child had. How do you recommend that they approach that or engage the child that kind of conversation? Great question because that's happening every day it, globally, really, right? We're hearing about countries all over the world that are uh, losing income and families are having to change their, their or abruptly being changed in financial status. I think it's not a conversation of um, what we don't have. I think it's a conversation of, you know, as a family, we have to pull together as a team, and we've established a new budget, and we've faced that budget on several things. One of them is that dad is or mom or whatever the situation is, and you give that to them age appropriately, and we, we're going to ask for your assistance and understanding the changes that we're going through. Okay. I mean, I think that's an appropriate conversation to have. But I think when you – I don't know if a 15-year-old even understands what it means to not have a job. How about a 5- or 6-year-old? Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. 5- or 6-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's another question. A 5- or 6-year-old is all about how much fun they can have. 
and how many toys they can get. So I think it's it's a matter of saying that um, we're going to make you, well, we're going to allow you to earn toys now. We've made some changes where earning is going to be appropriate. Or, you know, you're going to notice for the next few weeks we're not going to get a lot of toys, but we're going to spend a lot of time together. So introducing those conversations in those ways. Trying to be positive about it. Absolutely. You know, another way that finances play is, for, for the adult kid that's going off to college, mm-hmm. a lot of times the first kid has enough money for school, but the second kid doesn't. Ooh. So there are lots of conversations that I, I have seen parents have with their kids about um, I, we're not going to be able to give you all the finances that we thought we had or, um, you know, I've, I've got parents that had to spend the money on something that was crucial. Maybe okay. maybe the house was in foreclosure. Maybe um, things were changing and so mom and dad has to, Happened to the medical college money, medical bills, um, maybe having aging parents that needed immediate wow. assistance, so money comes problem. out. Yeah, because, see, by the time you've got kids that are going to college, you've got parents that might be going into nursing homes. Sure. I mean, so with not, not I'm not going to say going into nursing homes, but once you have those financial things happening, you may have to sit down with your children and talk about those things. And it's important to me that you help your children to understand that, I'm only going to give you the information that you need, and even though you are part of the family, um, there's limited information that I'm going to give you about our personal finances. But here are the limitations to what we'll be able to do, or here's exactly what we will be able to do. So, I mean, you have to talk to your kids, whether they're adults or children, about the the positives and not the negatives. You mentioned, you mentioned even though you're part of the family, but it's really mom and dad's house, right? I mean, the kids eventually are going to more like grow up move out, have their own household, mm-hmm. right? So it's really, it's really mom and dad's house. Well, let me say this to you. Sometimes it's mom and dad's house, and the kids don't move out in that household. There's right. also right. Families where, there are families where the children are coming home, I'm going to live with mom and dad for six months while they build my house, or we're going to live with you guys while we work on our finances. And even in those situations, even though everyone's an adult, parents still have boundaries that they live by and core values. And when you're living in your parents' home or when you're interacting with your parents, parents still have to have those boundaries ready and willing to offer up to their kids, whether they're adults or not. I think it's important to say it's still mom and dad's house. I mean, I think another interesting thing with boundaries with kids is what if what what happens when your parents need your financial support? What happens when, does that then mean that you become the parent and they become the kid and you boss them around? Or do we still have, you know, ways that we need to interact with our parents when we're adults that that have boundaries and protocols embedded in them? Oh, I think they still do. Still mom and dad. I mean, even though they may need some financial help during the time, they're still your mother and father, still mm-hmm. um, deserve respect. and they, they, The roles do not switch when now you're the parent. And there's a child, absolutely not. And these boundaries are also important because a lot of times, um, and this happens for a lot of families, you're in two separate households, but your mom helps you do things, you help your mom do things, you help your husband's mom do things, and so then all of a sudden because you're an adult and you're working and maybe you're in a different role than you used to be, you began to think as the, as the adult child you have more power in the relationship than you actually do. And a lot of struggles I've seen happen with families because of that. And that's what I was talking about when I was saying that boundaries are fluid. And as a child grows up, so let's say you're 40 and your mom is 70, boundaries are different. Yep. But still very similar. There, I mean, a lot of times parents still aren't going to discuss with you all of their income issues or exactly how much money they have in the bank. Or they might. They may say, hey, I need you, grown-up Susie, to be a signer on my account and help me manage things. 
you still have to talk about boundaries because I've had a lot of parents that are aging say, I'm tired of my kids telling me what to do. Wow. That's a, that's a, it can be challenging managing through that because the, some of the powers to Coco has switched, but you still need to maintain. But most of that power has switched in the head of the kid, not right, in the head right. of the parent. Okay. So you still need to maintain Correct. that level of parent and child, that relationship. That's Correct. Right. Or maybe um, this is another thing where boundaries come into play. Maybe the child gets more educated than the parent. Maybe mom has a master's, but you have an MD degree. And she comes in and says her foot hurts, and you say, Mom, I'm telling you to go to the doctor. Told you once, I've told you five times, and this is what you need to do. Is that appropriate boundaries, or, or does that child need to know that whether you have seven PhDs, three MDs, and, right. you know, whatever you have, I'm still the authority figure in the relationship? That's right. I mean, if, I, if you know for a fact that your parent has a medical issue and then you know what it takes to resolve an issue, and they oh, no, I don't want to go, like, ma, you need to go to the doctor. But they still have the right to not, though. You, they still right. You still right. Right. Well, I'm going to help you with that right. Right, right, right. But that's your idea of appropriate boundaries. Right, right, right. And I'm telling you that a lot of but a lot of parents get offended by that. Right. A lot of parents, I've had so many parents, adult parents tell me, hey, you know, my kid came over to my house and doesn't like the way I run my house. Maybe your, your mom or dad is too junky for you. Maybe your mom and dad lets everybody live in the house. Maybe your mom and dad borrows money from you but pays everybody else's bills. Maybe mom and dad. Now, now this is a, you know, a little bit of a different topic, but as your parents get older and maybe you see one of your cousins or a sibling of yours, taking advantage of mom and dad financially, let's say financially. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's 50 years old. He needs to get out of mom and dad's house but my, sucking the money. Right, but, but, mom, but mom and dad are comfortable with Right, right. But to me, that's an issue that you address with your sibling, your cousin. You you can't go to your mom and say those things. That's, that's I mean, you, well, you know, every, I couldn't go to my mom and say those things. I think now, was, I could go to my cousin and say the next time you take $50 from my mother. Knock you up. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know about knocking you out because that would be assault, right. but I will be voicing my strong opinion about how that should be done. Out of mom and dad's right. house. I mean, so you can apply pressure in a different area, but, again, I think, again, this is what happens with kids and when they grow up. You assume that because now that I'm 30 years old, hey, I'm, I'm as grown as you are, and right. I can say what I want to say, but maybe that's not the boundary that your parents have. And that's why uh, through the course of years, I will say this too, parents will let you know what the boundary is. And you bring up, you bring up a good point there because each family, that dynamic is different. Mm-hmm. How much mom and the relationship between the child and the parents is different from each relationship mm-hmm. and how much how you can really talk about that. You say, Ma, hey. This is what really has to be going on. Uh-huh. And some, but some mom will be like, okay, no problem. We can talk like that about some topics, right? Uh-huh. And some mom will be like, hey, you never talk to me about that. I don't care what the situation is. My grandmother, you know my grandmother, she's, she's 89 years old, and sometimes I try to give her directions. She'll laugh uh-huh. and say, see, see, um, she said, I've been handling it, you know, since before you were born. But I'm at an age now where I feel like, well, I know a lot about ABC, and she doesn't want to hear it. So I might say, hey, get this kind of flexible spending account. That might be a good thing for you. And she's looking at me like, who asked you for your unnecessary input? I asked you to drive me to the grocery store, not <laughs> to give me input on what you should, what I should do with my funding. Or I might say, hey, um, Cousin X is sucking up your resources, man. I keep bringing food over here, and they keep eating. And she's right. looking at me like, that's what? my business. Right. Once, you get, right, once you give it to me, it's mine. But you think that's dependent on the relationship. Absolutely. Right? That's not necessarily age-specific. 
grandparent to grandchild. It's just based on the, in the specific relationship within the family structure. But that's why it's so important to know. And for kids, depending on your age, you may have to ask what the boundary is. I remember coming back home from college as an adult with a master's degree, and I moved back in with my parents. The boundaries had changed, and I was still trying to sort of figure out what they were without directly asking. And so finally I was like, okay, so what about this? Like, I, right, right. I, I want to be out all night. So right. I'm trying to find you know, what that rule is going to be on that. And so as we had that discussion, my, my mom was just like, you're an adult, I'm going to trust that you're going to do the things that are best, but this is still my home, and you need to be in my home at a certain time or don't come home. Like, But it wasn't an argument. It was just kind of like, this is, I pay the rent here, and no matter how much you give me, this is the way it is. Let me ask you another question about moving a job change. A lot of people moving out of town for job changes and have to move school districts. Hey, you know what, we really want you to go to this other school. I know you have friends over what do you think about having that kind of conversation with a child about family moves? You know, we're going to move to Texas because dad got a new job or promotion mm-hmm. involving the child in that discussion or just letting mm-hmm. them know. What's your thoughts? You know, I think it really depends on the situation at hand. My mom moved several times. My parents moved several times, and she was like, well, how do you feel about this? And sometimes I was okay with it, and we moved. Sometimes I was not okay with it, and we still moved. Okay. So I believe it's important to get your kids' input on it. But it could be a financial reason. Like the, the mortgage is $300 cheaper, so whether all your friends live right, on the street right. or not, we're going to be moving. Or it could be you're moving for their safety and for some information that they don't know about. Right. See, so I think you take input. But once you take input, kids are kind of expecting that you will do what they want you to do. Yeah. So it's important for you to discuss your input may not always mean may not always affect my output. And let them know that during the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. So boundaries are the things that help us control our relationships, that give limits to our relationships. We need to be looking at our core values, and we set boundaries with our um, families. We also need to be looking at the fact that boundaries can change over the course of time. So, so, all right, guys, see you next week. Bye-bye.